right. How how you guys doing? Doing good. This is episode five of the Hope Said Shop Talk. And today's topic, we're going to talk about our past work experiences. So I guess our past jobs that we've had previously that we think that may have helped us or are helping us as we live this homestead life or not. They might not be helping us at all. So we'll just kind of go down the line and, and talk about that. But first, we'll, we're going to talk about our week, seeing what kind of exciting things we got going on. And uh, yeah. All right. So we're in the throes of preservation season. And uh, I, I guess one of the things that a lot of people have uh, commented on lately is uh, we're preserving stuff whether or not we have grown it. And so uh, in the case of like last week and even today, we're canning cherries that we bought from Azure Standard. Um, we're canning peaches that we bought in. Uh, until our orchard system gets up and running, we're just preserving what we like to eat. Um, so yeah, there's been a lot of preserving. We're uh, like I don't know if you can hear it in the background. I hope it doesn't come through. But like the dehydrator's been going nonstop. We're dehydrating mushrooms. I mean, all sorts of stuff. It's so that's that's pretty much been my week. Uh, we uh, we're in full swing of preservation season. Yeah, I think that's what uh, that's important to 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 be aware of or to talk about is that you don't necessarily have to just preserve what you grow. <laughs> you could buy things in bulk, you know, and uh, yeah. So I mean, that's like that we're doing the same thing pretty much. Or Lorraine is actually today. She just got done six hours of canning tomatoes that she bought at a local farm. They do like a no spray. And, uh, yeah, we didn't grow all these tomatoes, but there's like four boxes of them. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, we, we have like two tomatoes growing right now. <laughs> you know, we don't, <laughs> we hardly have, we, we hardly have anything. Um, but that's, what's great about it. You could just go buy some. If you find somebody, you can buy in bulk. But, uh, other than that, that's, that's been pretty much how my week's gone. I haven't. You know, I, I made a pig shelter last week um, that uh, finally made it out to the woods. It's not in use yet, but it will be here pretty soon. But other than that, yeah, it's, like I said, full preserver, preservation mode. How's that? Um, you built a pig feeder? Is that right? Oh, yeah. That one didn't make it to YouTube. I haven't even really showed it on YouTube <laughs> because I wasn't sure if it was going to work. I know oh, you man. talked about it here. Bees knees. Yeah. Yeah, I talked about it on the on the podcast. Uh so I need I had needed a Okay, so we're we're doing some feeder pigs this year. We uh we got some oh I they're red. Uh, they're a they're a mutt from a local Amish guy. He breeds his own feeder pigs. So they're very fast fast growing. Uh good looking pigs, honestly. Uh but they uh we're just growing them out. We're just feeding them grain. We're just growing them out. We plan on doing them this fall as soon as it gets cold. And I uh, I got tired of having to carry so many buckets down the hill. I was like, you know what? I have always wanted to try just plopping a feeder in front of these pigs. You know, any of them. I need a feeder. Well, you know, those great big, you know, 100, 200 pound metal feeders are pretty expensive. And there's nothing to them. 
like I have a I have a friend and he's got some for his pigs and he's having to repair that thing every week because the pigs are just so hard on them. And it was like, you know what? I bet you I could make that. I bet you I can make it out of wood and it would probably hold up. So I uh, didn't cost me a dime. Um, I just scavenged wood that I had had stashed and I built this thing. It's holding up really good. Uh, it keeps the feed dry, you know, unless they're in there eating while it's raining. Um, it'll hold about 400 pounds of feed. Uh, what I am noticing is they, if like the most I've put in it at a time is a hundred pounds. And after they've eaten what they want to eat, they start picking through it and pulling feed out. And so what I, what I'm finding is I can give them a, you know, 50 to a hundred pounds of feed at a time and they have to eat what they spill on the ground before I'll give them more, which they will oblige. They're more than happy to eat anything so yeah it's it's been working out really good i've i've really enjoyed it it's uh i need to put some sort of like maybe some foam rubber pads on the door because all day long you just hear that door slamming shut when they pull their head out so that's that's been a little bit like it echoes through our whole little holler we're in right here slam oh someone came out of the feeder how about you al well, let's see. We started siding the house again. So we started siding the house this spring, and then the lift I rented, I planned on putting it behind the house, and it wouldn't sneak behind the house and the hill. So I tried going up above the the house on the hill and then, like, reach across. Well, the boom didn't have enough lift to reach, so I had to send that lift back, and we had to wait, I think it was, like, six weeks or more to get the next lift. That So the lift wow. we ended up renting is, like, four feet wide so I could sneak through behind the house and then finish siding it. So I've been working on the siding again and that was my big $2,500 mistake because yeah, to rent a lift, it's not cheap. So we had to get the second one and then the costing us more money. Oh, wow. Hey, but so it was $2,500 more? Yeah. Sometimes mistakes happen. Yeah, so it was for the, right? It was, 2500 bucks for the month. So it was, if we rented it for oh, three weeks, it was going to be 2200 or 2300 And then we got another upcoming project that we might need it on. So I figured for the extra 200 bucks, we'd rent it for another week. Hopefully we'll use it. So we're going to be starting the workshop soon. So we got to get it for then also. But we've been getting that done, putting the siding up. I don't know about, I don't know if you guys have ever been in a lift, but I don't know. My I get like sea legs because you're always like moving and bouncing. And then when I get out of the lift at the end of the day, I'm like, why are my muscles so tight? But you just kind of, I don't know. I just stand like my muscles clenched all day long. So like, I can't wait to be done. <laughs> no, I've never been in a lift like I've that. I've been in a scissor lift. lift. Before. That lift you had, I saw the video. The, it's green, right? Uh, it looked the one neat. we have now is green. Yep. Yeah. It looked yeah, it's pretty. Neat. It's pretty neat. It's fun, but I don't know. I wouldn't want to use it all. I mean, I, you probably get used to the sway if you're in there all the time. But I just noticed at the end of the day, like my muscles are so tight. I'm like, it's just gonna be because you're swaying back and forth. So like you're, you know, you're using different muscles to kind of just yeah. position you. I'm like, yeah, something you don't do. I guess it's not. You know, your muscles not used to it, but. Because at first I thought, I was yeah. like, is that the shop already? I was like, 
he already yeah. built a shot. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, no way. Be here next week. <laughs> next week okay. we should start the shop, so that'll be fun. Oh, cool. Yeah. And that, yeah, that guy. Is his name's Ken. He's doing it. Yeah, his name's Ken. He's helping us out. He's got a YouTube channel called Ken's Carpentry. Okay. So the nice thing is, is he videos, we video, and we can. He'll work with me, and I can work with him. So it's it's nice to have another hand to do all that because trying to do all the big framing and heavy lifting by yourself isn't any fun. I like doing it, but it's nice to be able to do it with other people. So now who he's he's willing to let me work with. Who did you find him or he finds okay. you? So I've seen. I'm pretty sure I've seen him before on YouTube years ago, and then I was at the gas, the local gas station, and I ran into him like. Hey, I know you. So I went over, I struck up a conversation with him at the local gas station. And I'm like, Hey, I'm looking to build something. You want to help? You know, can we do something together? So that's kind of how it started. It's okay. Funny. Wow. Cool. That's a coincidence. Yeah. Yes. No, that's a, that's the best. I, I love when that happens. That kind of thing happens. It just so happens. You both have yep. YouTube channels, <laughs> you know? Right. Oh yeah. I like. I think coincidence is the best when you can see God's hand in work with them. Yeah. So we've had a lot of run-ins like that. It's like, oh, this lines up and that lines up. He's a believer, so it was kind mm. of fun. Um, we've had hand-hewn farm here. Mm. We decided to have them come up, and we've never, we never really met them. And we sat down, and started having conversations with them. It was like, oh, these guys are believers. They're down to earth. Kind of like, yeah. man, this is nice. It's just I don't know. When you can see stuff like that happen, it's like, all right, thank you. Yeah, Ben had had them at hand hewn, hand hewn at his place, so we met them. Yeah, they were cool. I liked yeah. them. We've had them out here Good twice. Guys. Good guys. Um, Ken is finishing up a build. He's he should be done this week. I think he's done the end of the week, and then he'll start following Monday. So this time next week, I should be saying, "Hey, we're starting the workshop." Okay. Cool. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how long that'll take us. Are doing a different style build than he's ever done so he's he's looking forward to it because he builds quite a few of like the same things like he's got like capes ranches and just different style like garages that he usually does so this one's different so he's he's looking forward to that and then we're going to be doing some more chicken harvesting that'll be coming up the last batch for the season i think we got like 70 to do so you just did seventy, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So I'll do two batches, and then we're we're done for the season. October it starts getting cold, and we can start getting, you know, frost. I think October. I'm trying to think, I think it's like October fifteenth ish is like our last frost date or our first frost date, I should say. That's what ours is. Yeah, you guys, you're weird. You're not that far off, but we get colder and like we stay cold. Like you guys get cold and it'll be like a day. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll, once, so like once winter hits, I'd say December comes and, you know, we're we're into it until April. Because Lorraine, I think Lorraine was watching one of your latest videos and she goes, Gina's already wearing a sweater. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> it's going on. <laughs> I'm like it was it was fifty degrees yesterday morning. <laughs> wow. That's a good chilly. morning. 
I that is that a good weather. morning. Yeah, but it was it yeah. was eighty five to eighty five yesterday, so it, it was cold, but it doesn't stay cold long, and then it warms up when the sun's out. That's what I love about being living out here. I love the seasons, you know, like just when you're, you know, sick and tired of summer, it changes. <laughs> You yep, know, right. same thing with winter, you know, it, it changes feel, like, just wait a minute, you know, just thing. wait, just wait it out. You know, like it's, it's beautiful. Like, it's just like, oh my gosh, no, it, the summer's not going to last forever. You know, it's not going to be a constantly yep. hot, you know, which is something to look forward to. And that's what I love about it. California, we didn't have that, you know, pretty much the same. <laughs> nope. It was uh, summer <laughs> for 10 months. As much as... As much as we wanted it to, I know. 70 degrees, I'm wearing a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> so now is your winters very muddy? Do you guys find? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was Mud season is definitely a thing out here. Is it all winter long mud season or? I don't think so. Is it this uh, past winter was kind of weird, but the uh, the past couple winters, like pretty much all of January is frozen um, to where, you know, the mud's okay. rock solid. So it's not that bad. And then in February, it starts warming up. And so February is pretty muddy. March is pretty muddy. And we get a lot of rain, uh, usually early, early spring. So uh, it seemed like this year, especially having the cow. It was just so muddy this past winter. And, it, you know, all winter was basically for two weeks in, what was that, December? It got down to, I mean, single digits, which, which it doesn't get that cold here. Uh, and it was only for like two weeks. So it was like winter came for two weeks, and then the rest, it was just yeah. warm and muddy. <laughs> and yeah. did not snow at all. Wow. Not even a, not even a sprinkling. I don't know if I could call that winter if we didn't get any snow. That that's shorts weather for you. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm always jealous when it's like March and I'm watching your guys' videos and you're outside building and you're outside and you know in the nice weather I'm like, we still have three more months. <laughs> I can't eat my ground frozen. I can't do nothing outside. <laughs> well, I get jealous when you're wearing a sweater and it's like <laughs> Still 90 degrees. August. You know? yep. So what were you um, up to this week, Jason? Um, so this week, this week I wrangled my first snake. Well, first snake in North Carolina, I guess. I had a, you know, I don't, I, this is probably like maybe the fifth snake I've ever seen since living out here, you know, seven years. You know, I've, you know, I get a lot of those questions like, oh, what? What about all those snakes in North Carolina? I was like, I, I don't hardly see them. And every time I've only seen like black snakes, which are rat snakes, you know, they just, they're, they're, they're the good snakes, I guess. I guess if there's a good snake, you want it around, it's a black <laughs> snake. But I recently got a, one of them snake, um, I don't know what you call it, like a snake pole. Like it's like a, like a claw. Yep. Cause like, I'm not touching a snake. I tell you that, <laughs> well, you know, in California, if you saw a snake, like you better kill it. You know, that's what I've always taught. And that's what I've, that's what we've always done. Like everyone, everyone I know, cause usually it's a rattlesnake. Um, 
I remember growing up having like a rattlesnake at least once a year in my garage. And if you see a snake, you got to kill it. Um, so moving out here, it's taken a lot for me not to kill a black snake, <laughs> you know, cause that's a, my first instinct is like, I just, I got to kill it. But you know, they're not, they're not venomous. So, and you kind of want them around, but the thing it was, it was going, it was like where, where our chickens were. So I used that little snake thing, like snake pole I got, and I, I put it up in the woods, but that was a little exciting for the day. Um, what else? How big uh, was it? Uh, I don't know. It was maybe two and a half feet long. That's a little guy. I don't think it was huge. Yeah. yeah. Still, I was like, I'm not touching the snake. <laughs> <laughs> but it was pretty uh, afraid of me. Like, it, it, was, it didn't look like it was going to strike me or anything you know like it was pretty afraid like it it just wrapped itself around that pole and and i brought it up to the woods okay i redid the water tower um and it had i just redid the roof line because i felt like it wasn't enough it wasn't big enough uh i still got i haven't put out that video but i did an update on that um i kept i kept losing my turkeys this week and i think i'm done losing turkeys um I just bought from a local farm. Uh, she had heritage breed turkeys. So I bought six of those. I still have those. Those look great. But my white turkeys that I had, you know, I started with 15. Now I have five. Um, and they're nine weeks old. And uh, these guys look good. They don't look like they're having any problems. Uh, and they look healthy. So I'm hoping that that's it. This is my same exact experience with turkeys that I had last year, even though it was a different breed, heritage breed last year. I had the same exact experience where at a, at a certain point they stopped dying. And after that, they're fine. They're, they're pretty hardy. So I don't know what the deal was. Did they um, all get that spry leg? Yeah. In last Yeah. Well, I think last year they were just dying. Like they just died. Like, <laughs> you know, they just fall over and die. Like these guys this year, they have the, those, yeah, their legs were just spread. And then after that, they're just like, can't even walk. And they basically like cripple and they can't eat or drink, even though they're alive and they, they are, are aware. They just are like crippled. Like they just can't move. Uh, so then I end up, either I end up dying or I end up having to put them out. Cause there's just no point in having them around. Um, so, but these guys that I have, so, so far I have, you know, 12, maybe about 12 turkeys. Um, and hopefully those guys will last. Um, so I've been thinking about, I don't know why, well, I know why, but I've been thinking about building a tree house. <laughs> <laughs> this is not on, this is not on the list. This is not a priority. <laughs> This is nothing to do with what we're trying to do here, but I've always wanted to build a treehouse, and you know, of course, our daughter would love it. Uh, and I don't know, I I felt like I want to do something on our property, like in the woods or something, where we could like, if we wanted to, we could camp out. Yep. You know, like we don't have to go anywhere. We could just set up a tent, or or not. You know, maybe just sleeping bags and just like go up somewhere 
with maybe like a platform where we're not going to get attacked by ants um <laughs> and and just spend the night you know like just something like that like something simple but i was thinking like maybe like a tree house that would be cool um just to do it i don't know you build yeah, something I, like I that i know fun. four young boys that would be ecstatic Yeah, I mean, I think it would be fun. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I was so I've been doing some research this week on how to how to do it, and I want to do it like I'm not looking doing anything like crazy fancy, but but I want it to you know look nice and sturdy. Um, so I know, I know you built that uh, platform recently, Al, didn't you? Like with a a tent, canvas tent yeah. on it. Sometimes you just got to have some fun projects that are just for no yeah. other reason, but for enjoyment, you just got to do it. Right. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with what we're doing, but I'm like, I'm just going to throw this on the plate and then just, and make this a priority, you know, just to do it. Yep. But so, yeah, that's what I've been kind of researching. And then, um, I just bought a, a water tank, a thousand gallon water tank, uh, I have not received it yet. I might it might be another week before I get it, but I want to put that on top of our property because it goes it's the high point, and then I want to save water, yep. rainwater into it, and then gravity feed it down to for our animals. So that's my goal with that. So that will probably be a fall winter project maybe because i still got to build the structure to save the water from the roof and go into that so yeah that's just gonna go that's gonna be something to do but i'm gonna start off with a thousand gallons see where that takes me or see where i can get with that and then that might be all i need but or not but we'll see i would think a thousand gallons that could last you quite a while for the animals i would think yeah, yeah, <laughs> I would think so. Uh, I mean, that might be like every yeah that that might be it, yeah. uh, which is it's a lot, but it's not like a, it's not going to be this giant tank, you know, like you know, not huge, super huge, anyways. Yeah, I think that snake was probably the highlight of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Who found it? Uh, Lorraine did. She was walking up to do our nighttime chores and it was just sitting right there and our it was on like just looking at her like in the grass um <laughs> and i was like oh man so yeah we found one of those black snake skins in our barn and if i hold it up it's oh i don't know maybe like four or five inches longer than i am tall that's huge i would love to see the snake wow. that that skin came off of I've seen a, I found a, a snake skin, but it was like a, in pieces in our barn. Um, so I know there's a snake in there or, or there's a snake because I did a time-lapse in one of our videos and you, and we're in our barn, uh, cleaning up garlic and you see a snake behind us on the wall, like moving cause it's in a time-lapse and you know, I edit the video. And I didn't see it. It wasn't. It wasn't until the people that were watching the video commented, like, "Hey, did you guys see that snake?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah, people are commenting a snake now. where?" And I was looking at the video, and I was, and, and I was looking on the floor for this snake. And then someone commented, like, "It's on the wall." 
you know, and then it's like behind all of us, like we didn't even notice it. And the snake's just like crawling on the wall on a time lapse. <laughs> I didn't even notice it. And I edited the video. I didn't even not notice it. It's, it's kind of cool when, when, uh, when the people are watching, I think, I think it's cool when they point out certain things that you don't notice. <laughs> right. It's like, how do they notice? How do they notice? You know, <laughs> I never noticed this. Yep. Let's talk about today's topic on previous jobs we've had. And if they've helped us, if they are helping us, what we've learned in those jobs <laughs> and what we're doing today. All right. I guess I'll, I'll just go first. So I have pretty much been in heavy industry my entire uh, working career. Um, you know, like back, back when I was still doing kid jobs, I did landscaping. So, you know, when I was 18, oh man, that was, that was a long time ago. Now that I think about it, that was half my life ago. So I did landscaping, you know, that's a, you know, great big giant landscape jobs. You're installing sprinklers and all the plants, all the curbing, you know, all that stuff. Uh, and believe it or not, like when I was doing it, it was like, this is, this is a cool first job, but I'm never going to use it. And here we are like doing something that is related to that job, you know, 18 years later. Uh, and then after that, I got into welding. I, uh, I used our local community college to uh, get all of my welding cert certifications. And uh, I was actually going to be like a rig welder. And after I welded on pipe for a little bit, I decided I didn't like that. I really enjoyed the fabrication part of welding. And so I kind of ran with that for a while, did that for a few years, and then learned machining. Uh, I have stuck with machining the longest. I really enjoy it. Um, Believe it or not, like, I haven't really had a whole lot of machining to do on the homestead. Um, if I need, like, an odd fitting or something like that, I have a, a lathe and a mill. So I can I can go down to the barn and I can make stuff like that. But generally, the main skill that I use the most is probably welding. Like, there's always something that needs repaired on the homestead. There's always something that needs to be built and it's nice to be able to build it out of metal and so really that's that's probably one of the biggest skills that's really nice to have but again just like machining you know it, there's not a whole lot of things that need to be made out of metal very often um i think probably the skill that has served me the best was the fabrication skills um i work i worked in a fab shop when i was 20 it's like 19, 20 to 21, somewhere around there uh, when I was, you know, just a baby guy. Um, and I built service bodies for trucks, uh, flatbeds for trucks, like cool stuff like that. Um, well, the skills I learned, you know, fabricating, those have been the most invaluable. When, you know, you're, you want to build something and you've only got you know, so much material to build with. That's where those fabrication skills have served me is you can, you can really kind of figure out how to utilize everything. I, I think that's, that's been one of the most useful skills for me is being able to just build something out of nothing. But I mean, I think all three of us here, we all have that skill. We all like building stuff. 
it's just it's just a cool skill. Um, it was one of those jobs that when I was doing it, I didn't think I would. You know, you don't think when you're a kid and you're learning something that you're you're going to use it later, and then here it is, you know, twenty some odd years later, and it's like, man, I am so glad I got that feather in my cap. Like that was a cool thing to learn. So, yeah, uh, it seems kind of like a short story, but uh, those that's pretty much the realms I've been in that uh, I think still today they, uh, they're with me alive and well. Um, and honestly, too, uh, a lot of the metalworking, if I just can't deal with stuff going on or I just need to, like, clear my head... I'll just go down to the barn and I build something out of metal. Just that's my happy place. That's like, that's where I find joy is building stuff out of metal. I'm curious. I'm curious about both of you guys. I was trying to make a list of all the different <laughs> jobs I've had while we were, while Ben was talking. <laughs> yeah, so, so Al, you, 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 didn't, quite... you didn't go to college or anything, did you, Al? Nope. So the high school I went to, I went to a high school that was an agricultural high school. So half the day we would spend doing academics and then the other half. So when we were freshmen and sophomore, you did everything. You did animal science, plant science, and I don't know if they called it mechanical science or what, but there was all, like three departments and like you went through and kind of just had like a quick overview of everyone. So when you were a junior and senior, you picked what, what area you wanted to have your major in. So we did all of them. I went for plant science and I majored in, um, forestry, which forest. So like we, I'm up here in the North now and forestry is logging. Well, forestry down there, arboriculture was just like tree pruning kind of thing. So we learned like the ins and outs of that. Um, bunch of different stuff we did we learned landscaping a little bit in the high school and it was more of like an overview of a bunch of different things the animal science was more of like big agriculture stuff so i didn't get into that for uh, it didn't seem to really excite me but the plant science was fun to learn a little bit different than kind of what we do now for farming i guess they were kind of taught, they were kind of just teaching what everybody looks at now for agriculture and plant science and stuff. So luckily I didn't like swallow that pill, I guess, but I learned a lot of, you know, kind of just like overview of landscaping and like tree pruning and stuff like that, which was, which was nice. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't go to college for anything. I actually shouldn't say that I was signed up to go to college. I was going to go to, uh, computer science and it was like two weeks before I started school. I had all my books, I had all my schedules and everything. And the plan was, is I had to work to pay college off. So we had it lined up so I could work. I think it was in the morning or take classes in the morning and then go to work. And I was like, I'm paying like 50 grand a year to go to a college for something I don't even know if I want to do. And once yeah. I get my degree, I'm going to have to go do it. And I'm going to have to work in the city. I don't know if I want that. So two weeks before I just called up, I said, you know what? I'm good. I don't know, really know what I want to do yet with my life, but. I can't make this decision this young because I was what eighteen or nineteen. Yep. So yeah. I lost the money there with the college books that I had already bought. Up. Um, so in high school, our junior and senior year, 
the last month or so of school, it was like a work study. If you found a job and you went and worked your job, you wouldn't have to go to school your junior and senior year for the last month, like month or two. Hmm. So the first year I worked at a nursery selling, you know, like regular, I don't know, back where probably like what you guys were from when you lived in California, like everybody plants big landscape trees in their yards and all like yep. the flowers and stuff like that. Yeah. So the nursery I worked at, it's what they did. They built, you know, pine trees and oak trees and arborvitaes and stuff like that. So it would make your yard look, look pretty. <laughs> then I did landscaping the following year. And that wasn't, that guy did landscaping and excavation work. So I kind of got my, learned quite a bit there a little bit, but I was in high school. So like when you're in high school, you kind of feel like you know everything anyways, but you kind of get to do the grunt work and learn it. So we did that. And I think one of the bigger things with me is the household we grew up in. My dad was, he had his own business. He, he never went to college. He barely graduated high school, but he started his own business, did automotive work, did body work. So we always worked, but he wasn't afraid to dive in and try something and fix the house and do this. So we got wow. to see all different faucets of how everything worked and, and doing everything. My grandfather was a carpenter, but we never like worked with him. Um, my dad had apartment houses, so we'd have to go fix up apartment houses every once in a while when he did that. And then I was kind of like the grunt. I got to do all the grunt work. So if he had hired somebody and they needed a grunt at the time, I couldn't stand it, but I'd have to go work with like the electrician or the plumber or whatever. And I was like, well, this, this is terrible. This is like the worst. I don't want to have to pick up this guy's trash or go behind him. But now looking back, if I, I learned a ton and like, yeah. I was just ignorant, not trying to pick up like a bunch of the skills. But I'm like, man, if I would have taken the time to be like, Hey, this is a huge opportunity. Yeah. This might be like the worst part of the job, but I can watch and learn and ask questions. And just even, I think watching and seeing how stuff works. It's helped me out a ton trying to figure stuff out. I'm like, oh, I've seen somebody do that before, or this is the principle to do that. So I think that's where I've learned a lot of how I know to do, do everything. So if you're out there and you're trying to homestead and you don't know what you want to do, or you're like, oh, this job isn't going to help me out. I think there's so many different jobs out there. You don't realize that can help you. And I don't no job is meaningless. There's always something you can learn from it. You just never know. I think you, growing you, up you, doing you that. You never know. That's what's hard about it. No. You know? I mean, it's when you're young, too, you just, you're just not aware. Like, hey, I might have some acres one day. <laughs> you know, I, have, I might have some land one right. day, and this might come in hand. Like, that doesn't even cross your mind, you know. So that's what's tough about nope. it. Nope. There's so much you can learn from any job. I think yeah. that'd be the one thing is don't be afraid, especially if you're younger, like, don't be afraid to have 50 different jobs. I've listed off, and these probably aren't, these aren't my employees, but I'm just gonna go through the list of stuff that I've done for work. <laughs> so I did landscaping, did dirt work, worked at a nursery. There was a um, Halloween like theme park that would open up for the month of October where we lived for like one or two years. And so I, I drove tractors for like the haunted hayride so, I mean, that was kind of cool, but it was kind of one of the things. Like, it was kind of cool. Is that where you I'm learned how to drive time. a tractor? That's where you learned how to drive a tractor? In, um, no, in high school, they taught us how to drive a tractor. Oh, okay. So the fun wow. thing was, is me and one of my friends went to do this job. We get how we 
we got the job through his dad. His dad had something to do with help setting it up. So they were like, hey, if you guys want, go drive tractors. So we went, we were younger, we were in high school. I think it was our junior and senior year. And there was all guys, I'd say probably my age now, like 40s. And we, we had two high school kids who show up to drive tractors. They're like, these kids aren't gonna know how to do anything. So we're driving <laughs> tractors and we, we get on, we, we, we kind of got to like, I guess like see, how, like show off, not show off, but like it was like an interview and we had to drive the tractor to show like if we could do it and stuff. So we get on the tractors, drove them around, did everything we needed to do. And then all these old guys, we could hear them in the back. And like, these freaking kids, they don't know nothing. Well, then five <laughs> minutes later, they're asking us how to run the tractor. Because they, <laughs> they didn't know how to get the tractors going. Wow, nice. That's just what an 18-year-old yeah. teenager yeah, kid needs to hear. That's fun. <laughs> right. Well, that's kind of like us with technology. If we don't know what we're doing, now we got to go ask our kids. Like, hey, how do nope. you use this thing? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yep. <laughs> But, did, did you go to college, man? So I, I just used our local community college as a vocational school, and that was it. Like, I didn't – it was just a means to an end. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think I got all of my classes I needed in about a year, and then once I got all certified, that was it. I was like – that was that was as much college as I cared to dip my toe into. Did you go to college, Jason? Yes, I did go to college. Um, just about right out of high school, really. Uh, I got my associate's degree in computer drafting, and that's what I ended up doing for work for 17 years before we moved out here. Wow. Um, and then I went to school for my bachelor's in industrial design and a master's in business. Um, I regret going, I regret going and getting my bachelor's and master's because I felt like, even though the bachelor's, the industrial design stuff, like that's like, um, you know, creating a product, you know, like how to solve a problem by creating a product that somebody needs or designing it in some way where it's ergonomic to, you know, them holding it, you know, or, you know, something like that. Um, so we would design products uh, for my bachelor's and like actually make little models of it. And that would be like, you know, a couple weeks and then, you know, you do a presentation on it. Um, so I, that was probably the funnest one for me to do because I like creating the models. So in a way I felt like that industrial design degree, I'm using it in the homestead world, you know, cause you know, we're, designing chicken coops, you know, and, right. and designing these little structures for our animals and feeders, you know, so in a way that I'm still kind of doing the industrial design stuff um, as we're living. Um, and then the, you know, computer drafting. Uh, well, that's what I wanted to get out of and didn't want to do anymore, exactly. but, you know, but now I create plans for everything that I do. So I still, I'm still doing that. And that's what I know very well, uh, because, you know, I went to school and did it for all those years, but so that for sure helped me just create more of an income for myself, um, since living out here, um, but as far as jobs, so my first job was, uh, I worked at a pizza place 
<laughs> I don't know if that, that helped me in anything. I delivered pizzas, you know. Uh, first, I was washing dishes. And then before you know it, I had the keys to the place and I was the manager, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, if anything, I guess it, I guess I learned how to wash dishes very good. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I can Life clean skills. up a mean kitchen, man. I could clean up a kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> um and then i worked at ups um as a loader and unloader so you know like uh, those big uh box trucks we would load those up with packages and then they'd come in on a conveyor belt and you just grab one by one and you just have to stack up this giant wall of packages in uh, in a box truck as many packages as you could do in there and they have to be you know, they can't just throw them in there in a pile. Like they have to be somewhat organized because you need to pack it in. And so I think I, what I learned on that, that I only worked there for maybe a couple of years and then, um, but it was just that. And it'd be summer, Southern California, you're working in these hot box trailers, loading packages. Um, if anything, I learned that like at, for, like, I didn't think of it as this job sucks. <laughs> you know, I thought of it as I'm getting paid to work out. Right. You know, yep. like, and in a way, I kind of still kind of have that mindset now, you know, when it's dead summer, don't want to be out here, you know, but you know, you got to like do stuff outside. In a way, I'm like, okay, just think of it as like, I'm kind of get I'm getting paid to work out, you know, like, like this is what I do. Um, and so I think that's what maybe that job changed my way of thinking. Um, and you know, it, it was, you know, if you th thought of it that way, well then I think most people who had that job were thinking of it that way. Cause the job was, it wasn't fun, but if you think of it, I'm, I'm getting paid to lift up these heavy boxes. You know, eventually you're like, man, I'm getting kind of muscles here. <laughs> um, and then how long did you do that for? Uh, I think it was a couple of years. Couple um, years. Yeah. Then it was just like, because there was no, there was no moving up really. It was just that that's all you did, and yeah, it just wasn't fun. Um, and then I worked as a shoe salesman. <laughs> don't think that I'm doing anything there that, uh, that that's helped me. <laughs> that was like a seasonal job I had. Um, uh, but you know, my computer drafting job that I had for 17 years, I would say, you know, you know, just, uh, doing drawings, even though I never really actually physically like built anything like prior to moving here, you know, um, but when we started to, you know, so I would do all these drawings for people and I would show people how to build stuff on a piece of paper, but I'd never actually drew it in real or um, built it in real life. Uh, not till we, I started building stuff, you know, when we moved out here, but it was during, before we moved, right before we moved, you know, I thought, well, I don't know what we're going to do. You know, I figured I would have to build something. 
but I didn't have no tools or nothing. But I had liked the idea of physically building something or fixing something. And so what I did, it was took uh, like an adult education class. Uh, and it was like a shop class. It was woodworking. And um, it was the one of our local high schools. It was like this hundred year old high school. I mean, this high school has been around forever. You know, it's a big high school, almost looks like a college. And at night they would have night classes for adults. And they had like two woodworking shop classes, like big ones with all the machines, all the fancy machines, uh, really nice stuff. And um, it was like once a week and it cost like 80 bucks. And, and I would just go and, and basically they just showed you and the teacher was there. So like he would show you the proper way how to use each machine. And I didn't know how to do any of it or use any machine. And so that kind of gave me just the basic skills to, yep. to no, learn how to use a table saw, a band saw and what those things were. Um, and so I did that for probably two years before we actually moved to North Carolina and just basically go and build whatever you want. And there was a teacher there to ask questions, which was great. You know, I, I feel like for folks who never built anything before in their life, like if you can take a class like that, like a, like a local college, uh, where they show you how to maybe weld or woodworking or even electrical, you know, any kind of trade, I think that would be super helpful. Like before you start homesteading, you know, uh, <laughs> because that, that just opened up my eyes on like what all these machines were and how to use them. And then gave me more confidence to like, when we moved here, I'd be like, Hey, I know, I know what kind of machines I need to get, you know, I didn't have any tools. And so we moved here and I started getting all these little tools and, um, so yeah, taking that class definitely helped me. Um, and I would say above all, that was probably the one thing that really did help me, uh, even more so than, than going, you know, six years getting a college degree, you know, uh, but then you don't know, like, cause I, you know, I was just moving up in the corporate ladder of my job and it was like, I'm going to after associates, I'm gonna get my bachelor's, then my master's, and then, you know, become manager, whatever, you know, but that was before we wanted to leave and find land, you know? So you don't know, you don't know what, what you want to do, you know? Like, I, I think that even at, when I got my master's, I still didn't know what I want to do. I was just doing it because I was like, I don't, I, I don't know what else to do, you know? Like maybe this will help me in some way. And I don't think the masters helped me in any way. Only thing it did is give me student loan debt, mm. <laughs> you know, did you use so, it at all when you were in California for anything? The master's uh, degree? No, no, not one thing. And I still don't think I learned anything. I don't think you I know? learned any, I'm not using any of it now, even though we work for ourselves. You know, it's funny. You're not the only person I've heard that same kind of story from. Like, I've heard so many people say, you know, they regret, you know, one of their degrees, if not all of them, because they get this degree and then they don't end up working in the field that that degree is in. Like, 
it's just something that happens. I think it's part of the way our society is structured too, is a lot of people just have it drilled in. I did. I, I had it drilled in my head. No, got to go to college, got to go to college. And for a long time, I had some serious self-worth problems because I didn't go to college like all my friends were. And then once I got plugged into, you know, trade skill jobs, uh, that was when my eyes were opened. It was like, oh, you can do something that you enjoy and actually make a living. Yeah, that's what's hard to figure out what you enjoy. Because, uh, you know, like all through like high school and stuff, I, I, I always took art classes. You know, I never took shop classes or anything like that. Uh, like I, I like to draw, you know, I, you know, I like to draw stuff and, you know, my high school let me draw mur just giant murals in the hallways, you know? Uh, so That's I think cool. my mom, she was just like, uh, she's, she knew that, but I think at the same time she was like, well, what are you going to do after high school? So, you know, since you like to draw, how about signing up to be a computer drafter? You know, you could draw on the computer, you know? And so that it was like, I didn't know what else to do. So it was like, okay, that sounds fun, I guess. But it was still like, I wasn't sure if I wanted to do that. I was just doing it because I was like, I didn't know what else to do, you know? Um, because for the longest time, I just wanted to draw cartoon characters, you know, at one of these <laughs> characters at Disneyland, you know, where you'd like draw people's faces. <laughs> That's what I really wanted to do. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I thought, well, maybe I should try to pursue this architectural job. <laughs> um, so that, you know, that's why I started doing that. But, but yeah, computer, I should have stopped at computer drafting as far as going, continue on education. Um, Cause all I did was just rack up that debt. And once you got that debt, man, it, it took me working. A long time, a long time, <laughs> but it's like, it's funny. Like I joke around, but it's true. But you know, I had to sell, um, two houses to pay off that student loan. Wow. <laughs> we just paid it. I just paid it off wow. uh, last year. I mean, I think about it now, like, what could I have done with all that money? Like, you know, we could have, what could we have done with all that? Like, it was just, but you just don't know. You know, you just don't know. And it's hard. You don't know what you don't know. It's crazy to think we ask our kids, our society asks our kids to, you know, when you're what, 16, 17, you got to pick your career, what you want to do the rest of your life. And you have no experience of anything, but hey, you got to go spend a hundred grand. So you need to decide what you're going to do the rest of your life. You, oh, yeah. You know, and get yourself in this huge debt. Yeah. I mean, in today's world, it's different too, you know? If you want to be a computer drafter, well, you could probably find something online that will show you. Well, you can just go on YouTube, <laughs> right. you know? Yeah. YouTube university. You don't necessarily need a degree, you know? Yeah. Right. I mean, it's just different. Like for our daughter, I'm not, I'm not expecting her. I mean, I'm not requiring her to go to college, you know? I mean, I'm, I, I would almost discourage that. <laughs> to find another way or figure out what you really want to do and, and go do it. It's one of those things we've, me and Meg have talked about this a lot. Um, if the kids want to go to college, like we'll support that if they know what they want to go for. And yeah, like that's all, sure. that's awesome. 
Um, but at the same time, I would rather them pursue something that they are interested in and they want to learn, you know, the saying, it's kind of cheesy, it's kind of overused, but if you, if you're doing a job that you love, then you never work a day in your life. And, you know, once I got out of a machine shop and started doing something that I really enjoy, which is the homesteading, I mean, there are days that kind of seem like a Monday, but generally <laughs> every day is Saturday. Oh, yeah, I agree. I know we're the same way with our daughter. We're the same way with our daughters. Like, yep, yeah, if you want to go to college and it's something that you have to go to college for, for like you need to have a degree to do it, then that's different. But yeah, if it's just to go to college, to go to college, I don't, don't, I don't waste your time. But, right. Yeah, I went to a community college too for a, for a couple of years, but it this was, yeah, this was right out of high school. I went to community college first and then all it was, it was just like a second high school. You know, <laughs> like everybody that, from my high school went there because they didn't know what else to do and they were just going just to go. Yep. <laughs> and so it became this, I just went and were like, you know, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. I was taking art classes, but I'm like, what am I doing with these art classes? <laughs> you know, they're fun, but like, what am I actually doing? <laughs> just hanging out with my friends again, yep. you know, <laughs> and it became just yep. nothing. I was like, I'm so not doing anything. The bachelor's and the master's degree. Did you do those full time? Did you do those like when you're doing all this work and stuff? I did those when I was working. During work. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I worked and did that at the same time. Something I think is kind of funny is uh, in a machine shop, you know, you have engineers and drafters. And I always clicked with the drafters more than the engineers, so it makes sense why we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> why is it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Even though the drafters never built anything in their lives. <laughs> but I think it's funny is that you can draft and be like, hey, we're going to build this, but you never built it. Yeah. It's different, you know. That's why you need to have that relationship between the builder and the drafter. That's important. But but usually it's not that way. Right. <laughs> I worked at a furniture company. We made higher-end cherry furniture. So when I first started there, I started in the rough end. So I'd get the rough lumber. It would just come straight from the kiln. It would be like five-quarter, four-quarter, eight-quarter thick boards. And I'd have to pull it in and plane it and cut it to the different widths and everything. And I worked all my way all the way up to the finishing area. I did every job there except for the drawing. But it was just so funny. Like every department you were in, you could see like the disconnect. Like, oh, well, how come the wood's this way? Or how come it's coming that way? It's like, I was, it was nice that I was able to go through from the very beginning to the end. And I could see the whole thing. And it's like, if everybody just did that, yes, everybody would know why their job was doing this or why they needed to do that, make this okay. person's job easier to make the whole outcome. So it's just funny how disconnected we are by doing piecemeal jobs. Yep. Yeah. Now I, I, I did forget to say I did um, after we moved here I did work at a I did work at a furniture place. This is when this is like the first one of the first jobs I had out here, and that was just uh, delivering. I mean, all they did was like refinish furniture and stuff, and and um, redo like um, the cushions. 
But like, yep. you know, I worked for like eight bucks an hour and I was like working, you know, 40 hours, maybe a week for eight bucks an hour. And I was basically doing deliveries and I was like, I did like probably six months of that. And then I thought, okay, if I cannot make that much, at least that much by working for myself and doing what I want to do, then I need to think of something else because this is not working. Um, right. And then, yep. and that's when I doubled down on doing more craft shows, like doing woodworking stuff, like small home goods, like cutting boards and stuff like that. We did a lot of craft shows in the beginning. And, and, and so that kind of pushed me to do more of that. And then that, and that, was working and I was like you know that really opened up my eyes on yeah I, I can't work for that much <laughs> or I can't live off of that you know that uh, little, yeah it's crazy I was like people were working there for that that little and I'm like how can you guys be doing this but um that and then um I learned a lot converting school buses into tiny homes um, I forgot you did that. Yeah, I did that part time with two guys that I worked with, and these guys were super talented. Um, they were definitely, you know, makers. They were woodworkers, um, so they definitely knew what they were doing. Um, so learning off of those guys helped me a lot, um, especially how you know you're converting a, a school bus into a house, like it's total custom. You know, there's nothing, there's nothing straight yeah. on a bus, you know, there's no straight line. And so, you know, just figuring that out, uh, definitely helped me, um, to learn how to build different things. Um, so, yeah. So I guess, you know, I guess all of us talking, like we could, uh, or somebody listening to this can, you know, I would, I would definitely suggest try to figure out a place to go to learn how to make things or build things. Um, even working for nothing, you know, like even if you could, even if you have to do it for free, but you're working for the knowledge of, right. of learning, try, learning a skill, you know, even if, even if it's, uh, uh, learning how to even landscaping or, or even, um, uh, helping out in a garden, you know, like when we first moved out here, that's another thing what I did, but I didn't work. I worked for free. I, I worked at a market garden that was over here and they were selling at farmer's markets and stuff. I would basically show up once a week for four hours and weed a garden, you know, <laughs> I would weed and harvest and clean uh, veggies and I worked for nothing, you know, I mean, they'd give me some veggies at the end, but like, I didn't, I didn't work for no money. And, and that was basically just to work for experience. How are you guys growing food? I want to learn, you know? So I think, you know, people, that's another option for people. If you really want to learn how to do this stuff, you know, seeking out those type of things, even if it's for free. I think the big one, if you have a worth ethic and you're a go-getter, like nowadays, nobody wants to work. So if you mm -hmm. have the work ethic and you're a go-getter, start off as a laborer, even if, you know, wherever you want to go, if you want to learn a, some kind of career, plumbing, electrical, and just go help the people or start off the small job and 
next thing you know, they're getting offered a new job. And they're like, wow, he actually wants to work. He's just not going to stand around. Yeah. I know one of the jobs I did, I worked at an 18-wheeler dealership in their body shop. And they were closing the doors on that. And they were like, hey, we're closing the doors on the body shop. We're letting everybody else go. But you're a really good worker. We want to train you to be a diesel mechanic because we know wow. you're going to work. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, that's how I learned my diesel mechanic skills was from that and just from having a good worth ethic. And nobody has that nowadays. You nailed it on that one. Yeah. Uh, that's that's one of those things that it, working in a shop, you know, if people won't even grab a broom, mm-hmm. it says a lot. And the thing I've seen, you know, once layoffs come around, the guys who are always busy the guys who are always willing to do anything, even if it's you know, even if it's scrubbing toilets, those are the guys who make it through a layoff. You know, yeah. that's that that's always been the thing that has got me through. Is uh, there was a saying a guy told me one time. He said, "You know, there's always a broom. If you don't know what to do, just make yourself busy, clean." <laughs> and yeah. I mean, just that. It sounds silly, but just that simple thing. It's work ethic. And if everybody's standing around doing nothing and you're the only guy working, well, bosses remember that kind of thing. And so just just working, just being the one that's willing to work will uh, get you the opportunities that you need to uh, learn something new. That, I think, I was just thinking about it. Learn to be observative when you're working. Like if you're, say you're a laborer and you're just there handing guy tools or doing whatever, Learn and like figure out what he's doing next and give him that wrench or give him that pair of pliers before he even asks you. And you're gonna, they're going to be like, wait, this guy's actually paying Pay attention. attention. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to get more and more responsibilities. And yeah, it goes a long way. It's the little things that go a long way, I feel like, in the trade industry. Yep. Yeah, guys, I think that was a, that was a good talk. We're a little bit over an hour, about, about an hour. Um, I think we're good. So, yeah, guys, I, I appreciate everyone listening to this podcast and watching us on YouTube. Thank you for the great comments that you guys give us and uh, the emails. And, um, yeah, I think this is fun. This kind of give us a chance just to talk, if anything. <laughs> but thank you guys for listening and watching, and we'll see you guys next week. Hope you guys have a good week. But I have to go do farm chores before it gets dark. So, all right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you. See you, guys.